the CEO of your life in biz? I'm Emily Alderson, and I'm on a mission to elevate the beauty industry one success story at a time. If knowledge is power and seeing is believing, imagine what could happen if you expanded your mind to the possibilities. What kind of shift could you make happen? This is Stories with Stylists. so welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. So I always start with a question, where are you from and what led you to cosmetology? Yes, so I am from originally Charleston, South Carolina, but I currently live in uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina, so a little bit away from there. Um, and yeah, that's, that's where I am from and I've been loving the bridal beauty industry ever since. I started back in Charleston and then it kind of grew to a couple additional states. <laughs> so what did your um, schooling look like? Did you always know you wanted to do hair? Did you go right away? Yeah. Yes. So I knew like right around fifth grade that I was going to be going to cosmetology school. I am the middle child of three girls on my mother's side and my mother does not know how to do hair so that was originally how I started you know getting into doing my own hair and then I started right around like third grade doing my own hair and I would do like braids and you know like little pigtails and beads and bows and then right around fifth grade it's when like other family members started to ask me to do like chemical services for their hair like relaxers and colors and I was like I'm in the fifth grade but right right and they trusted me and I knew ever since then that that's definitely where I was going to be ending up so right after um high school I went straight into cosmetology school and I went to a Paul Mitchell school okay and then what what did life look like after that did you assist somewhere how did you get oh my kind of from there into bridal yeah, so it's so funny. When I was in cosmetology school, all of the clients that I had, I like built up a clientele when I was in cosmetology school, and it was all around cuts, colors, and highlights. And when I was, you know, preparing to graduate, I thought that I wanted to have a salon where I would just do cuts and colors all day long. But it was maybe like the last month that I was in cosmetology school, and the front desk girl, she said, Hey, like, there's this, um, you know, event that's coming, and you're looking for volunteers and I think that you would be really good for it so it was for the Charleston Fashion Week and I was like okay cool I'll go there and get some extra hours or whatever and I went there it was a five-day event and it was literally from you know sun up to sundown we probably like wrapped up at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night but the very last day of Charleston Fashion Week was bridal and we came in you know like 
early in the morning. It was still dark outside. And it was probably like 60 or 80 models that came in. And it was just like a team of hair and makeup artists just like throwing makeup brushes around and doing updos and doing bridal makeup. And I was legit drooling in the corner like, what is this amazingness? Like this chaos is amazing. I need this in my life. So right after I did that, everything switched for me. I had so many things that I like, uh, like accumulated for this salon studio that I thought that I was going to have. And I was just selling it all because I knew that I was going into the bridal field. So once I got in the bridal field, it was a wrap. And I've been there ever since then. I did test out, you know, some full service salons here and there. But, you know, while color was processing, I was just thinking about doing a blowout or doing like a fun braid. And I knew that, you know, I needed to just like stick to what, you know, made me happy. And it was definitely Yeah, I, I definitely felt that for sure. And what's so funny about me is um, I, I talk a lot about my zodiac sign. I'm Scorpio and I can be very stubborn sometimes. So for me, like I am naturally a tomboy. Like my everyday makeup is like chapstick and mascara, maybe some concealer if I don't want to scare somebody, but that I just keep it simple. So when it, when it came to, you know, like me getting into bridal field, I was like, okay, well, I would have to learn how to do makeup, learn how to, you know, do contouring and all of these things that I didn't really do on like a daily basis. And that's when, you know, I started learning and I started, you know, using all of the money that I was, you know, getting from paychecks and part-time jobs. And I just, spend all of that on perfecting, you know, my makeup skills and for in building my kit. And I knew that I was doing the right steps because I was just so excited and happy. It didn't even matter that I didn't have any money in my bank account when I was first starting. <laughs> it's because like I was just learning and I was creating in the way that I was just making people so happy from just doing makeup or doing like a cute like, you know, tousled hairstyle with them. And they're just like, you just made my entire week. And I'm like, I love this. Like, I, I love the fast pace, and I, I knew it was definitely the right decision for me. So did you an line or a company that was already doing specifically bridal stuff? Not at the very beginning. In the very beginning, I was uh, part-time working for, I don't even know how long. It was the first couple of years that I actually went into business. I got, I got my business license when I was 19, and then I was freelancing ever since then. So I would freelance, go to people's houses, or, you know, help out with, you know, smaller events, but it was really on, like, a small scale. And, you know, at that time, I was, like, you know, getting all of this, uh, getting all of this, uh, like, kit kit work and like kit products together and I was just like okay well I'll just spend this time building my kit building my craft and I kind of started to look more for you know other like bridal hair and makeup companies that were hiring you know as I got a little bit more serious into actually like okay like I need to start building up a portfolio I need to work on perfecting my timing and things like that so I was searching in my area for a lot of bridal businesses and there really weren't a lot that were hiring because they had their own set team Charleston is very uh 
I like to say tight knit, but like loosely, loosely knit as well. But I found an, I found a company that I could freelance with and it was really fun. It was really fun. And I definitely was able to work on my speed. But outside of that, I did find a home in the, the blowout world. So blow dry bars are like myjam.com all day, every day, doing a blowout in like 30 minutes, like that just gets me excited. Like that is my espresso. So that, that's what got me pumped up. But outside of that, I found a um, awesome company that I could kind of freelance with and kind of perfect my craft. And then I knew it was time to leave like after I was like building up my credibility, building a network around my brand and getting more serious and, you know, doing more on Instagram and social media that I had to just kind of step out on my own at a point. Where Yeah, so for me, it was probably around 2017, 2016. Um, I believe I started my Instagram account back in 2014, right when um, the same year that I got my business license. So I started it, but it just kind of like sat for a good bit because I didn't really have anything to post or I believe that I didn't have anything to post because I wasn't creating anything. But um, right when I got into um, Instagram is when I, I stumbled upon a course and it was for hairstylists and it was just kind of like, learn how to do social media, learn how to attract clients. And I was like, what? Social media can get me clients? And I was like, what is this world? So mm -hmm. I started to just kind of like listen into that. Then I started learning about hashtags. And then I started to take my own spin on things. And I created like a hashtag strategy so that I can build a network. I started creating content and actually making captions that led to booking other than, you know, lead to likes and comments, right? Which those are fun too, but I started to get really serious about um, like my captions and how I can start attracting them through like the words and the images and everything like that. So that was really fun for me. What is that Yeah, for fun, because it can be time consuming. So how did you kind of play around with like, discovering different ways? And if you were to do it over again, would it have just been nice to, to do a course or have somebody kind of pave the way? Yeah, so for me, what was the biggest turning point of just kind of seeing what worked and what didn't work is I got very analytical, which I did not know what was that was in me. But um, I started kind of like going to the, like the Instagram insights and you can kind of click on a photo and see, okay, well, this photo that you posted last Saturday, it got you three clicks to your website or this post, it got like two saves or whatever it is, right? So I would kind of like go back to those posts and see, okay, well, how did I, like, what did I even say in this post? Or like, what hashtags did I use in this post? And I would just kind of like start to map out like, okay, these were the hashtags that I used. This is how I kind of formulated my sentences. But really the biggest thing for me was I stopped,
they're like hair and makeup by me or something like that. And then I would like list out the products. Now that's awesome for somebody that wants to know what products that I use. But if there's a client who is interested in like my services and they're like, oh my gosh, I love this makeup that she did. And they read a caption that says like hair and makeup by me. That doesn't really say like, hey, I have dates available for winter or, you know, like, hey, like this is Rebecca. I had the greatest time working with her. This is her trial run. She's really excited for her wedding day now. So I really started to use storytelling in my captions. So kind of creating an emotional feeling for a potential client to kind of envision themselves in that client's shoes like oh my gosh I need a trial too like oh she had a great you know time with Jasmine she has a big old smile on her face so maybe I should check her out oh she says she has dates available and I can connect with her with the link in the bio cool let me try that out so I just got really intentional and really strategic with what I was saying in my captions and um, the photos that I was using to attract those clients to me. It's so interesting now because gone are the days. I still think referral business is huge and will never go oh, away. Yeah. However, definitely you don't really trust your friends anymore. You know, if somebody says, let's go to this place for dinner, or even if somebody's like, oh my God, Jasmine, I love your hair. Who did it? And you're like, oh my girl, so-and-so, they're just yeah. going to Google her. It's like, you just yeah. like my hair. And oh yeah. But yeah, so having everything like having a way to connect with people through social media and then having all of the things that come after that to get them ultimately booking an appointment with you. It's so yeah. important. Absolutely. And one thing that you said too, um, with referrals, referrals is something that I have built up through Instagram as well. And I did that through um, intentional hashtag searches. So I, I'm, I'm not an expert at Instagram, but Instagram is a way that I have grown my bridal business on a like zero budget. It's, it's, it takes some work, but it's, it definitely pays off. But I would just like search for it. For example, I was in Charleston. So I would just type in, you know, Charleston wedding photographers. And whoever would pop up, I would like go over there and just like their photos, slide in their DMs like, hey there, I have a business maybe we can work together or something like that. And I just kind of build up, you know, community around my brand in like an intentional way. I love that you said that because I feel like sometimes we see these people that we perceive as successful and maybe are, maybe not, but you know, right. put the pretty things on Instagram. However, the legwork sometimes behind this, it doesn't always just happen, you know? It's yeah. like you said, intentional and aligned action. You have to like, take the steps to make the connection and not just like sit back and wait for things to fall into your lap. So you created Absolutely. a community because you put yourself out there and reached out to people to network with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like to say like, that's the best way to build if you're an introvert. I'm like an introverted extrovert. So that's the best way to grow if you are afraid of putting yourself like too out there. If you're afraid of like videos, just go into DMs and just like tell people like, hey, I'm connecting with you because you know, I love your work. Like, give them a genuine comment, not like you're amazing. Like just tell them like, hey, I love your style. You're awesome. I went to your website. I see that you work with clients that are, you know, maybe a similar aesthetic to what my clients would be interested in. And I think that it would be a great connection to build to kind of connect with one another. So definitely try that out for sure. But it's 
it definitely takes a lot of legwork that you don't see, um, you know, working instantly, but it does build up very strongly over a period of time. And I think growing your own kind of trust muscle with yourself to put yourself out there and maybe people respond, maybe they don't, but it's that exercise of just doing it over and over that makes it more comfortable. Same with videos, same with anything yeah. else. Absolutely. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get. I, I can't even tell you how many messages um, we got left on red, but it's it's okay. You just got to keep moving and not take business personal and just like keep going. Talk to us a little bit about grow, growing your bridal company. So at some point you kind of left and you needed to be on your own and build a team. What did that look like? Yeah, so when I was building my team, um, I had a idea of how I wanted my team to look like and how I wanted the overall vibe to be. One thing about me is I'm very chill. I'm very laid back. Um, I could be a comedian at times, but I knew that I didn't want to have a, a bridal team where there were egos. So when I was building, um, just going back to Instagram, I slid in DMs. I was looking at, you know, hair and makeup in Charleston or a uh, bridal hair and makeup artist in, you know, whatever cities that were near me. And if I saw somebody that had like amazing work and I felt like they would be a good match to be on my team, I just went and told them like, hey girl, I'm Jasmine. I'm starting up a bridal beauty team. I don't know if you're interested in freelancing, but I'm connecting with you because I think your work is amazing. And maybe we can connect. Maybe we can talk more about some options, but let me know if you would be interested in that. So I did that for um, a good while and I had interviews with some amazing team members. Those team members are actually still on my bridal beauty team. So yeah, it, it definitely pays off to be um like just not afraid of rejection because rejection is going to come, but always being willing to keep that in vision in mind when you're working towards something. So it was very, it was a journey for sure. And I've definitely learned a lot along the ways, but just being intentional, connecting with people through the DMs, telling them, hey, this is the mission. This is what I want to do. And just having that interview just to make sure that they were a good fit. So that's how I started it out. And now my hiring process looks a little bit different um, because now I have um, help on the back end. So I have my assistant, she kind of like goes out and she's like, hey girl, like this one Instagram page, think you need to check them out. And I'm like, okay girl, I'll go check them out, slide in their DMs, be a stalker. And now we get like girls that just apply for our bridal beauty team without even needing to go into the DMs because they see like, oh, they're consistent. They show up. They're a little bit different and people want to be a part of that. So that's, that's just a huge change of how being intentional. And now people see that we're being consistent and they're like, Hey, I want to be a part of this. So it's been really fun. Vision for what you want it to be and holding that standard for yourself and everyone around you. Yeah, absolutely. You've talked about burnout before. What part of your career, like, how did that kind of evolve? Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> burnout is, like, the, the best friend that I hate to hang around. <laughs> but um, so burning out, I, I don't even know how many times I've burned out um, in the journey of creating my brand prior to having my, uh, my team. 
And it's because I was just doing a lot. I was doing a lot and I really didn't have an intentional action plan behind it. I didn't have a clear vision. I was really just in hustle mode of just like, I need to get booked out. Or I was really just worrying about, you know, whatever month was coming up. Like, okay, well, next month's coming up. I know that I need to make, you know, this much money. Let's go ahead and try and hustle and bustle to see if we can kind of get those clients in. So I burnt out a lot before um, I started to invest in classes and courses to see where I should actually focus my time and energy on and I did burn out a good bit um after I got um like five girls on my team um before we got to a team of 14 but when I had five girls I realized okay well like we have a full world team now and I really just wanted to help these girls get booked out and I put so much pressure on myself for like I need it to be perfect. I need it to be great. I need it to be like booming and all of these things. And what ended up happening was I, w- I just I just did too much. I was waking up at like five o'clock in the morning and I was like going to sleep at like five o'clock in the morning the next day. And I was like surviving on like Starbucks, espresso, monster energy drinks, drive throughs And it just like hit me like uh, a ton of bricks and I was like I need to change it up I need to do something different because what I'm doing right now is not working and then mm-hmm. that's when I actually found a coaching program online and that's where I learned all about you know systems and that's when I learned about you know intentional marketing strategies and it was just like a foreign world to me I was like oh my gosh you're meaning to tell me I don't have to spend you know 36 hours on my business to get one result like you you're telling me that I could do that in like four hours or five hours like this is amazing so it definitely um helped when I started to get clear get a vision and start actually implementing an actual marketing strategy in my business and starting to um prioritize self-care because like I said I was I was not taking care of myself and it showed up in my business because I wasn't doing as great as I could be because I wasn't prioritizing me. Yeah, I think yeah. Okay. buzzwordy wordy yeah. right now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Time, but I really want people to know that taking care of yourself is not a trend. Like this is a priority. You know, yeah. you can't take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself. Is that your flying thing? Like put your mask on first before assisting like it's a real thing so walk us through maybe a little bit of like your um self-care tips and tricks and how that kind of looks yeah so I will be very honest at the very start of my self-care journey I thought it was a bunch of hoopla I thought it was a bunch of hoopla because I was so stuck in my hustle hustle grind grind and I don't know if um your audience is um, familiar with like feminine and masculine energy, but I was so stuck in my masculine energy because I was just like, do, 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 we've got to work, work, work. Like we don't have time for breaks. We need to get this result. And that was me. So my self-care journey just started off with like very small things. Just like, you know, I would wake up and I would not touch my phone. Um, I was so used to like waking up and going to my, you know, my email, who needs me? Like, you know, putting out fires the first thing, you know, in the morning time. So I would wake up, I wouldn't touch my phone and I would just go straight on a walk. And on, on my walk, I'd be listening to either like 
like a podcast, an audio book. Um, back then I was listening to like YouTube, like motivational talks um, in the morning times. And then I would come back, you know, shower and just like get my day going. But now my self-care journey is like a gotten elevated a lot because now I have you know different things that you know help me I wake up and I go straight to my meditation I have been hardcore on my day and night meditation since um since before uh quarantine started and it literally has changed me into a completely different person and that and just making sure that I have self-care embedded into my daily workflow so I have break. I love to call those like my transition periods. So I might do like a lot of like work in the morning time and then I'll give myself a break and I'll go on a, on a power walk or just go chill at the park, listen to a book and then just kind of relax a little bit and then, you know, come back and uh, finish out the rest of my day and then do my uh, nighttime routine with my meditation, my stretching um, and all of that. But definitely um I was very like hesitant to start my self-care journey because I thought it was silly I was like I need a result in my business I don't need to do affirmations but now I'm like affirmations all day every day you know <laughs> so it's been a big change for me but yeah that's definitely a good way to start with just like prioritizing yourself give yourself breaks don't go straight to your phone when you wake up in the morning time and you'll see like small shifts our industry is such a hustle mentality that hustle and grind and work 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 and get the things and put in all the hours but at the end of the day there are 24 hours in a day and that is the same rule for everyone and you guys jasmine runs like five businesses right now you know and she's going on walks and doing meditations like this is a real thing that people can actually do if you just shift your mindset around why it's important and how it's going to serve others and for me seeing is believing so once you start implementing these things and then you start seeing the results from them then it's like oh oh my gosh it works like i took a nap and then a client booked in like wait right <laughs> you know but it's real and it really does work it really does how did you um, hire your coach? Were you looking for something? Is she in the industry at all? Yeah, so I've had two coaches so far. The first one, I was not even looking for a coach. I didn't know that I needed a coach. I didn't even know that a coach coaches existed in that field and it's so funny because that was right around the time when I hit that that massive burnout and I just started to see like these ads over on Facebook you know Facebook they, they like you think something and it's like boom there it goes but, <laughs> but um she she was in the industry um her name is um Ashley Diana but she's really fun she has purple hair I love her she's really she's she's just so awesome but with her that's when I really got into like okay well maybe I should start doing these affirmations maybe I should you know prioritize my mindset and then my second coach she was not in the industry at all she's not in the bridal world um but she is all for um coaches and she's for um confidence building and um, a few other things um, like the back end of your business. So when I got into her program, she was very big on like 
astrology and tarot cards and crystals and all of these fun things that I was just like, I thought that was for the crazies, right? Like being so honest, I was like, oh gosh, like, okay, what am I going to learn from her? And it legit like changed the whole way that I operated in life and business and just everything that I do. I literally have crystals like sitting on my desk right now. <laughs> yeah, like I have my tarot card right here on my holder, my uh, Gabby Bernstein's uh, tarot card. But it's literally, I, I don't know where I would be if I did not start implementing these things into just my daily actions, even on days where I'm not focusing on my business, I'm still, you know, with my sage, with my singing bowl, and, you know, just making sure that I'm being mindful about what it is I need in that moment. Because sometimes I want to keep going, even though my body is like, girl, you need a nap right now. You need to chill out. You need to sit on the floor, just lay on the floor, whatever, talk to your dog. <laughs> and I started to just become like more intuitive about what it is that I need and actually started to honor myself and give myself those things without feeling bad about it. So that's definitely um, that my last coach legit like changed like everything about everything that I do in my life. And I found too, like giving myself permission, it's that intuitive knowing when you practice a lot, like there are days where it's fine if you go all day long, you know, nobody yeah. can like sit on a lotus flower from morning to night, you know, if you need to work in your business and do all the things in a day, great, if it feels good to you, if it lights you up, you know, and then the times that you do need to rest, obviously honor that. Can you yeah. Just a little bit about I'm just curious from a bridal standpoint, 2020 has been interesting. I'm sure right. got canceled left and right. So how did you navigate that kind of seeing your books fall apart? And what did you do to self-care, take care of your team, take care of, you know, everything that you needed to for this year? Yeah. So I like to say, and I know a lot of people might take this the wrong way, but I legit say that, you know, COVID was kind of like a blessing in disguise for me because it allowed me to slow down and really analyze like, okay, like what is really going on right now in the business? Are you on track for where it is that you're heading? Do you know where you're heading? And for me, um, right when COVID started, um, we were going into our busiest season ever, our busiest season ever. And I, and I, <laughs> I was salty for it, you know, for a quick little minute, but, you know, thankfully we only had um, one bride that canceled because all of her bridesmaids dropped out. So I just kind of like felt for her, but all of our other brides, they just pushed their wedding date to 2021, thankfully, because they love us. But um, that's just um, a thing about building up communication. So they all have stuck with us um, except for one and with you know the way that I have becoming mindful in my self-care is I do not think that if I did not have my last coach that I had that I would have not been in the right headspace or know how to um, coach myself through what was going on in my business without that because I was like, okay, let's be optimistic. How can we course correct? How can we pivot right now? How can we still, you know, generate an income? Because with the bridal world, we get most of our income through retainers. So like 
a bridal book, she'll put down her deposit, you know, today for her wedding in December or whatever it is. So I had to get a little bit creative and um, I just kind of like started to implement, you know, payment plans for our brides, which they absolutely love. So we currently get payment plans for brides who have dates in like November and December, which are coming in now. So that's a good thing for me. So I can still have, you know, money coming in. But um, with my coaching business, I saw that a lot of bridal industry girls and plus girls that aren't in the bridal um, hair and makeup world, they were just kind of like, well, what do we do? We can't, you know, make money. And I am very creative and I can just think of something like, ooh, you can create a workshop on how to take care of your hair, or how to do, you know, a smoky eye. And we started doing some workshops online around makeup or um, hair care and then I started to do a lot of workshops um, over on Beauty in the Network for girls that just needed to become a little bit better in their lead generation uh, lead generation process and just how to get a little bit more systematized on the back end and these are things that I had to personally learn when I burnt out you know years ago so I was just giving them tips of you know what helped me when I was in that season of my business and, you know, different ways that you can get creative and out of the box with the non-traditional ways that, you know, um, people in the industry have, you know, originally been making money and showing them like, hey, you can create a virtual class, a virtual workshop, like anything virtual. All you have to do is you need this, 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 and boom, like people can pay you and you can sit in your house and have fun and do what you love and people can compensate you for that. So it was very, uh, it was a blessing for us for COVID to kind of start. Um, and that time actually helped us get our business a lot stronger. I am actually um, hiring now in my bridal beauty business and I'm looking for additional um, help in the back end for like office communication. So it has definitely been um, more of a big boost for us than um, a detriment. Having that kind of foundation, having, yeah. I know, I, I feel like because I've done a lot of work with coaching and like lack mindset, money mindset, all of that played a huge part in why 2020 was like, really chill for me you know yeah <laughs> I worked my entire life you know since I'm like 12 years old I'm like I don't have to go to work tomorrow or the next day or the next day or the, you know right it's like what do I do yeah if I hadn't had that foundation if I hadn't worked through things that um you know lack mindset from society or parental programming or things that we've grown up around to realize like those aren't my truths have you you've done work i'm sure with that sort of yeah thing. absolutely and one big thing for me is i have been learning a lot about um just like generational like trauma and just a lot about um the way that you know like you just kind of mentioned a little bit like things that parents or friends of friends might have you know said when you were like four five six years old and you think that those things aren't a part of you until you kind of get older and you're like why am i procrastinating around this one thing or why am i not really charging my worth why am i afraid to raise my prices and it might go back to you know someone saying like oh well if you increase your prices you're greedy or if you increase your prices, then like 
you're a terrible person and you're just trying to get over on people that don't have money or whatever it is. And you really have to have like a come to Jesus moment with yourself. And it's like, is this something that I believe or is this something that I heard someone say, you know, back, back in the day? And why am I holding on to that? And how can I release that? So that has been something that's been very huge for me that I've been able to coach myself through as I realize things like, oh, why do I feel like this? Okay, well, let's dig a little bit deeper. Um, I'll, I'll just have conversations with myself, like as I'm on like walks and I'm like, oh, like, okay, that random, you know, like limiting belief just popped up. Like, where did that come from? Like, why is it here? And is it serving me? And if it's not serving me, how can I replace that with something different? So it's been a big game changer for me for that. That's so awesome. This has been so great. I'm sure we could probably talk for hours, but yeah. how can people find you? How can people get in your space? Yeah, so you can find me over on my podcast or over on Instagram. Both are Beauty and the Network. And I just talk all about mindset, marketing, and lifestyle. So if you want to know more about like my coaching or any of like my fun freebies that I have, you can just go right over to Instagram and use the link in my bio and you can connect with me there. Amazing. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you liked it, and I know you did, please don't forget to leave a five-star review. I love hearing from other stylists, so take a screenshot of the episode and tag me in it at Mindful Hair by Emily. If you have a story to share and would like to be on a future episode, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. We'll see you guys next Monday with more Stories with Stylists.